for it tames a bunch of badasses If you know what I mean They're coming out of the sky, out of the sea And on land, gonna take it to the enemy Hey folks, Mark Devine coming with the Unbeatable Mind podcast. Welcome back. It is another beautiful day in sunny Encinitas, California. And today I'm stoked to have a very special guest, my co-author for the book coming out soon called Kokoro Yoga, formerly known as Warrior Yoga, as many of you know. So Catherine Devine is here and um, we're going to have a little chat. She's going to ask me a bunch of questions about the book, and um, and then I'm going to ask her some questions about her life and um, her yoga journey and where we're going with Kokoro Yoga. We thought this would be interesting for those of you who are into yoga and into self-development and into self-mastery, which is pretty much all of you. So here you go. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. And likewise. So, Mark, I'd The love- alternative is kind of <laughs> scary. <laughs> it is. I'd love you to talk about how you got interested in Kokoro nature and what inspired you around the essence of Kokoro. Ooh, good question. All right, so I first learned actually the word Kokoro uh, from a book written by a guy named Forrest Morgan called The Marshall Way. And when I read about it and I... You know, the, the way he described the concept of Kokoro as being really like warrior spirit, like a, a, the spirit of the warrior that is indomitable and that it also means heart, mind, you know, and so when, when you have an indomitable spirit, you're really, you're really tapping into your heart energy, your heart power. And so Kokoro, you know, has like a dual meaning, heart, mind, or the spirit of a warrior. And I had been, a, when I read these words, it was um, maybe... 20 years into a martial arts career and, you know, maybe 15 to 18 years into a Navy SEAL career. So it was about eight or 10 years ago that I read that. And I was so really inspired by just that concept. And there was no real equivalent or correlate in the English language, which is another indicator of how limiting language can be. Right? Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And so when I started SEAL Fit, at first I called the SEAL Fit 50-hour program, the SEALFIT Challenge Camp. And then after the first few, when we just saw what intense breakthroughs were happening and the, the willpower required to get through that, and what became the word, you know, what I understood to be Kokoro spirit on display, I wanted to um, find a way to express what was really behind it so people didn't think it was just another SEAL experience or a SEAL experience. It really was about developing warrior spirit and a non-quitting spirit and Kokoro. So I changed the name to Kokoro Camp. So Sealfi Kokoro Camp, now we're on number 42, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's been an extraordinary program. And so when we, um, you know this story, because when we worked on the book Warrior Yoga and we realized we were trampling on someone's trademark, inadvertently on my head, <laughs> it made sense for us to, to rebrand it Kokoro Yoga. Because Kokoro Yoga develops warrior spirit, but through daily practice. Whereas Kokoro Camp develops warrior spirit through crucible experience. Cool. 
that make sense? That totally makes sense. And so that was going to be my next question. Can you get a little bit more in depth in how merging heart and mind ties into the greater tradition of the yoga philosophy as well as your own yoga practice? Sure. I can try. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty weighty questions I you're asking. There. <laughs> well, you know who I am. <laughs> so, when you train yoga, authentic yoga, like Kokoro yoga, you start out training physically, and most you know most Westerners experience yoga as a physical practice for flexibility, or often for exercise. And in the book, we kind of trace the history of how that came about. But then if you're sincere, right, if you approach it with a desire to grow and you look at it as a developmental system, and it is the oldest developmental system that we know about um, for humanity, then you quickly go beyond the physical into the mental realm, right? And ultimately, you know, you can look at yoga as a science of mental development, mental control. But the reality is once you get control of your mind, then you can begin to pierce, you know, through to domains beyond that. And so that's where you start connecting uh, with your heart and the energy of your heart and the energy body, right, which is experienced differently than your mental body or your physical body. And so to me, that was my own journey kind of took me through that physical, mental, and emotional so that I could connect with my heart more. And what I realized is that made me a more complete man and a more complete warrior. And then ultimately, of course, the journey continues through intuition and spirit. And you recognize those as the five miles, physical, mental, emotional, intuition, and spirit. So in a really cool way, Kokoro Yoga taps into the five mountains through a uh, daily process of just peeling away layers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, that's why we call it a practice. So you're basically practicing becoming the best version of yourself possible day in and day out with Kokoro Yoga. And you're doing it by going through the layers from physical to mental to emotional to intuitional to spiritual and then bringing the spirit back out so you can lead with that. And that's what leading with, you know, leading with heart, you could almost say, is leading with spirit. And some traditions say the spirit resides in the heart or the soul resides in the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a deep answer for, from a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> Who we are. So how about you give us your perspective on that question? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Um, you know, you, wait, let me add some context. So okay. Catherine, you've been helping teach warrior slash Kokoro yoga for the Seal Fit Academies now for like six or seven years. That's you? right. Yep. And then over the last couple of years... You were helping put, helping put together the two-day seminars, and then you're leading the seminars, and then you're going to lead the teacher training, our first teacher training. Yeah, that's right. So for all of you, Catherine is going to be kind of the head instructor for Kokoro Yoga, and um, I'm going to be the, the chief um, cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll be an instructor, too, but <laughs> my schedule is not going to allow me to be the head instructor. Yeah. It, you know, never in my dreams did I ever think that I would get to work with not only you as my stepdad, but also have a Navy SEAL as my head cheerleader in life. So I feel honored. <laughs> cool, that? yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, the I fell in love with yoga as as you know, Mark, when it came to a point in my life about thirteen years ago, 
I was in a lot of physical pain, and I also had a lot of armor up. I was a warrior in the world, but not in a conscious way. And so I feel that warrior awakened me. Yoga awakened me to be a conscious warrior on the planet in in the way of becoming a teacher and guiding others. So warrior yoga doesn't have to be just for guys? I don't think so, no. I think it's for everybody. I think it's from any age... Uh, any, you know, gender as well as any demographic. You know, that's the beauty about yoga is that it crosses religion. You could be practice any religion. You can live in the desert, the forest, the mountains, and you can still have this practice. So for me, Kokoro yoga and the nature of merging heart and mind goes so beautifully and eloquently with the tradition of yoga and as you know I'm a traditionalist to a certain extent so I've always really been deep in the studies of eastern philosophy ever since I got intrigued by this and you know one of the cool things that probably most people don't know is for me when I first started this practice uh, you were the only person in my life that had a meditation practice Mm -hmm. and that had really dabbled in yoga and so I remember, you know, coming home and telling you guys, like, hey, you know, I'm in love with this. And, and you were the one that could dialogue with me about what it meant to sit and focus on breath. And and so that has always been really such a pleasure over the years to continue to get to not only grow as a practitioner, but as we started to collaborate seven years ago yeah. and, and then with this book and with the program. So for me, going back to the question, merging heart and mind means being in integrity mm-hmm. and being in alignment with, you know, we talk about an unbeatable mind, that one thing, your purpose, mm-hmm. that soul journey, so to speak. And that's a, the nature to me of a warrior uh, when I have witnessed people that are truly in line with their purpose, in integrity, word, action, fulfilling, inspiring, in service. That to me is what Kokoro is about and that's what also yoga is about. Yes, well said. I think it's been really uh, nice to have the, the blend of your um, so-called traditional approach to yoga, like really studying deeply with Tim Miller and with other Gary Kraskow now and other people who really approach yoga from you know, preservation of the integrity of the science as taught by Krishmacharya and the lineages down through the ages. And my approach, which is to honor all of that, but to teach yoga in a very Western a very Western perspective, right? Without Sanskrit words and without things that would be confusing, let's say to a 21-year-old Navy SEAL candidate, and they're looking for very practical benefits. And so my approach has always been, okay, this is going to, here's why you're going to do breath control. It's going to make you uh, cal- calmer under pressure. You're going to be able to manage your physiology. It's going to focus your mind. And, oh, by the way, in that state, you're going to be a better leader and you're going to be more survivable <laughs> in combat. And uh, you're going to bring, bring your teammates home. And then they experience it under the pressure of the SILFA training, and they're like, okay, check, I got it. Right? This is a good program. Yeah. It's not about you know, all these other things that maybe they've seen in our society. Having said that, I don't, you know, your approach has helped me ensure that we didn't simplify it or lose the integrity of the yoga. Right? And now that we have a common experience with a 500-hour certification program through Mr. Kraska, who's one of the probably one of the foremost teachers. He's definitely leading authority yeah, out there, right? Yeah. And he and he wrote a forward to this book, which is actually really generous and very nice. Yeah. I mean, 
believes in the, in our work. So it was really neat. So the program is strengthened through this partnership. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I well, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, and I feel like it's such an amazing thing to get to collaborate. You know, for me, I was I with that heart and mind fusion. I've been was really focused on that heart centered aspect of it until I came to the Seal Fit Academies and started working. And then your energy and your perspective grounded it and grounded it in a way that makes it more actionable in the world. Right. And uh, one of the most inspiring things I've seen over the years with these um, young men and women, but mm-hmm. I, one story that always comes to mind when I think about this is that. You know, this one guy, he was an officer in the Marine Corps, and he was very skeptical of our practice of yoga. You know, he's into everything else in our academy, but he was like, I don't know about this, you know. And then over his course of being with us for a couple of weeks, the lights came on, and he got it. He got it through our instruction, and in the it's been years that we've stayed in touch, and he now teaches all the people that he commands meditation and breath work from our program. Okay. And I, that, like... Is just so cool to me, you know. It's like, hey, people are out there doing this work, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I love that. Yeah, well, I'm going up to Canada next week, and um, it's a seal fit event, but I'll be teaching Kokoro yoga to the Canadian military, um, the Princess Patricia Brigade, the very wow. you know well known brigade, military brigade, army. Um, yeah, so yoga is taking hold, you know, quietly. I think amongst warriors. And, you know, I think from my perspective, we're helping to develop the next generation of warriors. So it's not, there's several aspects to this. One is to prepare the warrior. And that's the approach that I've mostly taken is to prepare the warrior for the rigors of their training and the rigors of combat and to ensure that they're resilient so they can ward off the effects of combat related stress. So they don't come home with PTSD uh, from the stress point of view. And also so that they can make better decisions in combat because the modern battlefield, as you all know, with ISIS and what's going on in the Middle East and all over the world, it's very confusing and very chaotic and the boundaries are very blurred compared to, you know, maybe in the past. And I think it's probably always been that way, but it's, it, it seems that way now with asymmetrical warfare and terrorism and, and the rules of engagement that we have are not the rules of engagement that our enemy has. And so it gets harder and harder for the young warriors, men and women, to make the right decisions. And then if they make a bad decision, they get hauled up the flagpole. And, you know, people go to jail for making a, a bad, you know, split-moment decision in the combat zone that led to, you know, disastrous consequences. And all of a sudden, you know, they spend their life in jail or they have, you know, yeah. and some of my friends experience, you know, getting wrung over the coals for, for decisions that, you know, were right to them at the moment, but, you know, through the, the eyes of the attorneys, you know, from thousands of miles away, didn't look right because they weren't exposed to the stressors and what's going on over there. And what I know, and, and you as well, Catherine, is that yoga and in particular Kokoro yoga can help you literally take control of time a little bit more in those crisis moments, like a firefight. And, you know, through the breath and through mental management and through emotional management, and um, intuitive development, you can make better decisions. Yeah. And also, you know, what I'll say, you're, you're, you're operating for as a world-centric warrior because your consciousness will evolve through yoga. And that's really what we're talking about. Enlightenment is reaching higher stages of consciousness, consciousness so that you can have take perspectives on things that you couldn't take perspective on before. So when you can do that, you can see things a little bit more clearly. 
and you may you know hold on the trigger for a moment longer just because of you know you're coming at it from a world-centric point of view and you're using your intuition and that that split second you know might be the right call yeah and you also have to be aware that that might be the wrong call and so it, it, it is you just want to have all your tools at your disposal in those situations well, I think that's one thing that I you know always hit me pretty hard because as you know um, I'm a idealist and mm-hmm. wish that we were in a utopic global society where we were all holding hands and singing Don't Kumbaya. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, and so the idea of one of the you know main core values of the eight limbs of yoga being ahimsa, which is the nonviolence um, that I I struggled around that a little bit when we talk about people being at warfare and and you know I always appreciate the viewpoint that you taught me in that a, a true warrior has all of those tools mm-hmm. and cultivates being a well-rounded individual in the way that they do have control and mastery over their mind, their emotions, their breath, and they are in alignment with their heart. So when they're out on that battlefield, they only make those crucial decisions, like you're discussing with hand on the trigger, if it's absolutely the only option in service to their team, to their country. And so that is, to me, one of the most beautiful descriptions of also Kokoro. And, and warrior nature. And so that's that's a, a big one for me. And, you know, that emotional control around yoga, I know, was a, a game changer. And I think why a lot of people in my life got involved when I first got into yoga, because I was a little hot-headed, I think, back in the day. <laughs> no. And... <laughs> hey, and when I spoke of that armor, when I started to discover that this was like this illusion of myself, that I was thinking that this is who I am. I have the right to react this way to somebody, you know, versus when I actually learned the tools of breath work, meditation, cultivation of the practices of awareness around violent versus nonviolent action, that it was a game changer. It was right. a life changer and it, it completely I would say almost every single person that knew me saw the difference, you know, within a brief time. And that's one of the reasons why I love this practice, why I teach, because right. I, I see those shifts in, in people. So, Right. Um, you know, I love the um, forgiveness prayer. Yeah. Uh, I used to read this to all the SILFA candidates at the end of their training. And it speaks to this notion of the warrior being uh, mastering themselves so that ultimately they don't have to fight. But if they have to, they do it in service. Right? And this, this is so cool, and I want to read this. This is written by an Apache scout named Shadow Walker in 1807. And it's called The Forgiveness Prayer. You've heard this, Catherine. It goes like this. Grandfather of all scouts, I am your servant. I am your people's servant. I have always sought peace and laid down the lance. But now there's no choice, for all else has failed. Forgive me, Grandfather, for now I must pick up the lance. Direct my mind, direct my heart, so that there is no hatred, rage, or revenge. I use the power given unto me from the place of love for my enemies. And if it is your will, I will lay down my life for my enemy, my brother. I now willingly shoulder the burden of the warrior. Guide my hands, guide my heart. So that's 
speaks to the spirit of Kokoro Yoga. And Kokoro Yoga, you know, we're talking a lot about military operatives as warriors, and they are. Um, but, you know, we're really clear that a warrior can exist in any domain of life, right? Moms, dads, business leaders, school teachers. Right? Speaking of warrior spirit, one of our, I, um, I, I recently did a podcast with Dr. Martin who expressed the Kokoro spirit and thwarted a mass casualty at his school. He's a superintendent of a school in, I think, Missouri. And uh, Kokoro student, right? Kokoro. And he, um, he was able to thwart yeah, a kid who brought in a weapon and was going to use it at 100 rounds. And didn't happen. That's why you didn't hear about it. Yay! Right? Yeah, yeah. We should have a news channel for all the things you don't hear about that are good, right? <laughs> the good news. I know, the good news. Yeah, people are talking about or working on that, I'm sure. So yeah, Kokoro Yoga is about developing the warrior in all of us so that whatever your battlefield is in life, that you're prepared for it and you make good decisions and you can um, achieve your highest level of peace and happiness and success, right? So this has an outer and an inner approach. We're very much about performing on the battlefield and in the boardroom, but our belief is in order to perform well, uh, you must do it from a position of your whole self, you know, developing your character. And so uh, you need a developmental program. And Kokoro Yoga is that developmental program which brings out the best in you so that you can ethically go make good decisions and perform at your peak in this world that's changing really fast and is full of um, obstacles and, you know, stuff that can get in your way. Yeah, I mean, I think a warrior action is... Uh, smiling and saying thank you and have a nice day to someone in the customer service industry that you know has been bombarded with a delayed flight and you're one of those callers right or uh, being a warrior to taking a deep breath and seeing somebody in need and you know shaking their hand and saying hello uh, to a homeless person on the street that all they need to do is be seen because they're nearly invisible to the masses as they walk by in the city. Right. Um, a warrior for the environment, people that are out there, you know, like Save the Redwoods Foundations or Surfrider Foundation that help raise consciousness about two of the major pieces of our land and and helping to sustain and maintain. Yeah. So the warrior to me, it, it embodies and so much more than yeah. than yes just just what we're our main conversation is about um i know like one of the things i talk about in our workshops and when i do these trainings with people is you know because i i haven't been in the military and is that i am a warrior of love because for me it's to smile at people that are giving me a dirty look on the street and see can i spark some inspiration just in that moment and break the social norms and and uh and so that's always a fun game is like, can I be a warrior in line at the grocery store as someone's behind me going, <sighs> you know, <laughs> and, and give them, give them some good vibrations if anything else. And so, right. and that's like another beautiful piece of this collaboration. So, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. The, the seeds of inspiration that we lay down, not only through our day-to-day -day actions in that inner work, the outer work, and then our team training. It's, right. it's really beautiful. I think a lot of people have confusion about what yoga is, but it might be worth just talking about what war, what Kokoro yoga is and isn't. And I'll, I'll come up with a couple things, and then you can add 
two okay. things I forget. But for, for one, Kokoro Yoga is meant to be a personal practice. Like we do do group classes and we are going to be licensing Kokoro Yoga to like CrossFit gyms and such uh, for group training. But ultimately, it's to teach you how to do the practices on your own. Because that's, you know, it's the daily practice. Just like it's more important to, to meditate for five minutes every day than it is to do one time a week for 45 minutes. It's meant to be a daily practice, and you can't get to a yoga studio or yoga class every day. So Kokoro Yoga Book, we, we teach you how to create a daily practice around the principles. Secondly, and this is really critical, it's integrated in nature, meaning we have an integration of breath, uh, movement, concentration, visualization, and meditation. And those are intelligently put, put together for unique and specific purposes. So it's not just like, Here's the flow, like Bikrams, you do the same thing every time, right? And grease the groove of a real rut in your life sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing my bias there. <laughs> and uh, no, so it's, it's, it's meant to be adaptable, flexible, variable. And so you get lots of variety. And so the variety is if I need, you know, I can do the, some of the practices before a workout. I do it in the morning as part of my morning ritual. I can do it in the evening as part of my evening ritual. I can do it after workouts part of post-recovery workout, I can do it to get a bone-crushing fitness workout or a, a martial arts-style combat conditioning workout, or I can do a yoga practice to really, really calm down and just recover from stress. Right? And all that is baked into the program. It takes a little time to master it, but I think any beginner can get it pretty much right away. I agree. And, um, there's a few other things that are nuanced about it, but one is that we really focus on moving with the breath, right? The breath is really bound to the movement or the movement's bound to the breath and they can't be separated. So there's a lot of emphasis on breath and moving with the breath. Yeah, one of my greatest sayings is if the breath isn't there, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Right, and so, yeah, I think that is what's very unique. When people ask me what's unique about the program that you guys have developed, that's my answer is that our key focus is on the breath mm -hmm. and that we're not looking at this as a physical exercise class led. This is about developing a personal practice and we're here to empower and inspire and educate people on how to do that. And so that they can do that not only for themselves, but then hopefully take it out to other people in their lives. Right. Um, I think Kokoro yoga is a meditation practice as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're saying, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to come in here and stand in tree pose and take some breaths and, you know, okay, I got my yoga on it. It's actually about watching the mind and learning how to focus. And because without a focused mind, where are you? Right. And that starts with the breath. And so first we need the breath. We got to focus that mind so then we can be truly present and be in a state of action. And that state of action allows us to be in a state of grace in the world and to me, that's again, goes back to that Kokoro nature and warrior spirit. Yeah. And one reason why I think you inspire so many people, you know, because you are present and you are in a state of action and, mm -hmm. and that embodies this essence of a warrior that you don't see all the time out there in the world. I love that. And, and it's one thing we address in the book is this notion of developing stillness while you're um, stillness in your mind and your heart and then carrying that stillness into action. Right? And so uh, Kokoro Yoga turns your workout into a meditation. It turns uh, your relationships, communication into a meditation, right? And so it, 
that's what I mean by going in to come out. You go in and develop a sensitivity to your intuition and your spirit, and then you bring that out and you lead with that. And so, that, like when you go into a seal fit workout or a crossfit workout, you're not just flailing and ego bound, you know, looking for the best score. You really are being very aware and, and attentive and sensitive to your teammates and to what's going on around you, or you're, you're practicing the skills of breath control and, and um, emotional control and right yeah. tapping into your intuition to avoid danger and all that kind of stuff and so they work hand in hand that's kind of the outer and the inner the bukti and the mukti right mm -hmm. the, absolutely yeah that um is, is part of what we try to do try to accomplish it's pretty cool and the other thing i'll say is most people still think that yoga is has to be about moving through you know traditional poses but you know, those poses could be burpees, they could be kicks and punches, and so we, we consider those pose structures. And we also uh, look at yoga as being, it's either the sum of the parts or the parts themselves. So doing five minutes of box breathing is Kokoro Yoga, right? Being mindfully present on a walk with your dog is Kokoro Yoga. It's the intention that you bring to the different uh, ways of, of developing your, your um, body-mind system that makes it Kokoro Yoga. And it doesn't have to be like an hour and a half sweat fest in a studio. Right. But if you want to do that, that works too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you just touched on something that we hadn't really talked about is another unique aspect of this style is we are bringing the martial arts into it. We're right. bringing Qigong, Tai Chi, some styles of karate and ninjutsu and breath work around there too. And yeah, in terms of the, some very simple breath exercises and then yeah. some very simple movements that you wouldn't necessarily think were you know like we're not necessarily teaching a tai chi form no. although that could come in later on but more like some simple exercises that are easy for anyone to do that have a powerful effect you know when practice like wax on wax off right, right. well it's it's the energetic principle of right. it ultimately right is exactly. that hey let's let's look at moving with breath and that 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 translates into all ancient traditions when you look at it that are martial or mm -hmm. meditative. And so it's, it's so beautiful to take a kick and a punch and see how present are you or yeah. how, how judgmental are you in your form? Mm -hmm. Are you analyzing? Are you comparing yourself to the person next to you? Or are you able to really be there and like kick and punch with your breath mm -hmm. fully present? Because if you do that fully present with breath intention, even five rounds, you're already going to get heat mm -hmm. and perspiration and inspiration ultimately because that's more presence than most people have throughout their day. <laughs> it's powerful when you combine perspiration with inspiration. <laughs> All right. I think we got to probably wrap this up pretty soon. One of the things that's kind of cool is we are – if you want to get a taste of what the book is like, we have the first chapter available at uh, warrioryoga.com if you wanted to place a pre-order for the book. Also, a video for recovery, a recovery sequence, which is pretty long and it's pretty good. It's one of it's actually a class that I ran here at, at um, headquarters on yeah. a recent uh, Wednesday morning. So warrior, we're actually using the domain warrioryoga.com for the book sale warrioryoga.com uh, the program is called Kokoro Yoga and um, that book will go on sale April 12th but you can pre-order it at warrioryoga.com 
and um, and also we are going to be launching an online video program where we're going to be recording live yoga practices from Catherine and I and some of the other coaches like Greg Amundsen and Will Potter and others. And also we'll have uh, archived videos and, you know, more uh, structured videos that are, you know, instructional in nature. But I think the best part are, are going to be the live classes. Eventually we're going to live stream them, but first they're going to be recorded. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, uh, there's more information to come out of that in April. But right now the book is the thing. And I think it's going to be, I'm really proud of it, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of your contribution and I really appreciate everything you did and helping pull together a lot of the nuts and bolts and the pictures and the sequences and thank you and editing and whatever, all that yeah. stuff, and yeah. writing a lot of the meditations. And I'm proud to be part of it and, you know, feel honored and grateful to get to be on this journey with you and share the amazing inspiration of deep breaths, meditation and inaction. Not and, but in action. Hoo ya. <laughs> Enough said. On that note, <laughs> Coach Divine signing off. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Train hard, stay safe. I look forward to seeing you in Kokoro Yoga seminar or teacher training or on the grinder. Hoo ya. Now we're here. Sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frog.